0: Welcome back to the Torchbearers Podcast, where we are carrying the testimonies of Jesus from generation to generation to uncover the depths of God's nature, character, and values. We pray that in each episode, the Holy Spirit inspires greater expectation of God's active presence in our lives. In Christ, we are loved, worthy, and qualified to know the Father and receive the good things He has for us. Let's jump in. Oh my goodness. Welcome back everybody to the Torchbearers podcast. Man, it has been a minute. It has been quite a while. We took a great break for the holidays and traveling, but we are so excited to be back with season two. And today in the booth, we have some very special guests as always. And the first guest is our uh, MVP of the day. And that is our friend, Luke. Hello everyone. We're so excited to have you and of course we have our amazing, wonderful, extremely talented co-host and producer Lauren.
1: What's up everybody?
0: And as usual again we have my son Brave with us. So you might hear him chime in. He is getting very talkative although he doesn't quite know English yet so it's been very exciting but Bear with us if he starts to talk and you can't understand, just give him some grace for that. Uh, But today we're really excited to jump back in and see what Luke wants to share about what God has done in his life. And Luke, I'm so excited to hear what you have to share and to see what God um, wants to reveal himself as. So would you mind just giving yourself a brief intro and telling us kind of who you are and where you're from and all that good stuff?
2: yes well first of all i'm just so excited to be here ever since lauren asked me to be on the torchbearers podcast a few months ago it's just been something that uh, i know the lord has just predestined this time for me to be here and i'm really excited to share just his work in my life um and just so honored to be on this podcast so i am here in waco texas lauren and i met when she was working here And uh, I am the husband of an amazing wife, Hannah, and we've got two little kids, a two-year-old little boy, Asher, and a four-month-old little girl, Nora, and our hearts are just so full and um, just really excited to share um, all that the Lord is doing and specifically how um, God has been such a faithful father to me and so pursuing Um, in all of the seasons of life as we can all... um,
1: I love it. Yeah, so I was so excited to ask Luke Harris to be on the podcast. We... Didn't meet at work. I was technically his intern, (laughs) the (laughs) intern of many people at the office as I was finishing up my master's. And I knew when we started talking about people that have deep testimonies who we wanted to be on this podcast, Luke was one of the first people that came to mind because he constantly encouraged me at work to pursue and love God more. With his 4 a.m. wake-up runs and then time with God, (laughs) I was like, this man knows Jesus, and I have to have him on our podcast once it launched. So without further ado, Luke, will you take us into your testimony of Jesus and what he's done in your life?
2: Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I think first and foremost, the thing that uh, I want everyone to hear is I just am sharing some of my story today is that Jesus is absolutely crazy about you and he delights in you and more, uh, you know, growing up in a Christian household, growing up in church, all too common. We know that God loves us, but I think so often um, we don't really know if God likes us. Does he enjoy just spending time with us? And we know that we've been uh, born, uh, you know, into families sometimes that love Jesus. But really for me, I didn't make my faith my own for many years, even though I grew up in a Christian household, even though I went to church and was on, you know, all of the different, like, mission trivial boards, and, you know, in high school, I would go and, you know, share my testimony places, but when I went to college, I realized, like, there was just something really missing, and um, I do believe that I just, like, I accepted Jesus when I was, you know, a young boy, but, It's only been the last like 10 years that I've really um, explored that intimate personal relationship with Jesus and understanding uh, who God the Father is to me. And so I had an amazing father and an amazing mom, and I want to honor them um, and everything. But having been now a dad for the last two years, I've come to understand just like this other side of our father, which is uh, just how much he loves spending time with me, but mm-hmm. that through each of these you know, highs and lows that have happened in my life, that um, he just has a plan and a purpose in store for me. And um, I have been through some really, really tough things in my life. And from a young boy, you know, there was a time when I experienced some abuse that was really, really hard. And I grew up and really with a lot of shame, a lot of, you know, self-condemnation for the things that happened to me and didn't really know how to deal with those things as a as a nine-year-old boy and then would grow up and, you know, be in uh, these church groups where it seemed like everyone had it together, yet I kind of carried this unseen unheard burden on myself all the time and I was pretty good at like keeping it you know suppressed for most of the time but one of the main things that I just never really trusted was my eternal salvation because I had known that God was this perfect God and he was righteous and he was sovereign and then I was told like my sin separates us from him and so I never understood exactly what like grace and mercy really meant through those seasons, because I grew up and I was in middle school and I went to high school and I had some really, really hard things. Mm -hmm. I had friends that had passed away either through tragic Mm -hmm. circumstances or through um, suicide. And I really, again, I didn't have this faith to understand, okay, does God, is he in control? Where is he in the midst of all that I'm experiencing? And so um as time went on, I realized uh, you know, I didn't quite know God the Father like I thought I like I thought I knew. I was mm-hmm. okay with Jesus and I I knew that he uh, died for my sins and I was so thankful for that. But who is my creator in the in the, the fatherhead of of just God loving me so much that he would send his son? Um, that was a really big turning point for me when I was in college, because there was things that were happening that I were just so outside of my control and they were, um, uh, some really, I made some really poor decisions and <laughs> that only, it, you know, almost expressed just more so my, my shame and the conduct because I felt so far from God through all of those times. And, um, you know, I was, you know, you kind of think about all the major sins that someone would get into, whether it was drugs and alcohol and premarital sex and just a lot of really nasty things. Really was like, oh, wait, like, I really am separated from God because, like, I don't know who he is. I don't think he knows who I am. But that wasn't actually the reality that he was there with through every one of those moments that I Years down the road, I looked back and realized that he was faithful, that he was with me, that his grace through his son Jesus had covered me years and years ago, you know, before that these really hard things were happening. But I didn't understand it for myself, it hadn't gone from my head down into my heart. And so a lot of my story kind of culminates with a, a, this moment where I had actually tried to take my own life, which mm-hmm. was just like really hard, uh, you know, at the time to even admit that like I had gotten to that place in my life. Yeah. But at the very like most crucial moment, um, the story kind of goes, you know, I was in a really poor relationship and I actually was in Waco, Texas. I mm-hmm. was living in Oklahoma going to school and I, um, had an experience in Waco where I actually tried to take my life and it was really traumatic. And it was the, definitely the darkest day of my life. But mm-hmm. the next day, um, as I was driving home back to Oklahoma, um, just truly like the furthest I had ever been from God really yeah. re- under not even knowing like, who is God? What is all of these things I've heard about? I've been on the mission trips. I've been, I've seen even miracles, but like, who is he in my life? Um, I ended up being in a really uh, horrific uh, car accident, and I ended up flipping my car uh, five times, and I I thought I was for sure going to die. And uh, after my car rolled like the first time, Mm -hmm. um, I I remember it it was December 3rd, 2013, and um, it was warm inside my car, because I had the heater going, but I had a Forerunner at the time, and the sunroof had shattered, and I felt all this cold air. And I knew, like, I'm going to die. Like, I knew at that moment that even in my darkest time, like, I knew what was about to happen. But yet I looked up and I too, saw these two huge white angel wings just, like, surround me. And I knew, like, in that moment that that grace and that mercy that I knew that Jesus had provided for me through his sacrifice on the cross had covered me, mm-hmm. even though I had been a prodigal son for so long. And um, I kind of woke up, you know, a couple, I I rolled my car, I ended up five times, and I was, like, upside down, and I realized that uh, the Lord had saved my life, um, and that I knew that if I would have died in that moment, that my last breath on earth would have been my first in heaven. And so there was just this peace that entered my heart in that moment. And I'm not going to say like that was the moment that I came to know the Lord, but I definitely like, that was the moment that the rest of my life was just on a completely different trajectory. Yeah. And so um, I had an experience actually uh, the semi truck driver. Like I, I was upside down. I, ripped my seatbelt up. I had so much adrenaline, but like there was no glass. There was no uh my car was completely crumpled, but I had like nothing on me. Like wow. I had been wow. really, like removed from the car. And that was confirmed because when I got out of my I crawled out of the sunroof of my car, the first person who saw me kind of came up to me and just with tears in her eyes was like who are you and I was like I don't know I'm Luke I'm you know I go to OU and it's like no like where's the driver like I saw the driver ejected and I was like no like it's just me and she was like not possible and I was like I don't know what to tell you like it's just me and so I remember standing there and watching um, without being able to like go into all the nitty-gritty details like my car like went right in front of me Wear right before I started to like burn,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: I thought, like, I'm going to die, I'm about to get smashed by this 18 wheeler yeah. semi truck. And I saw that this the guy who was in the 18 wheeler, like, he was walking towards me. And, um, I don't know if, like, for all the listeners, if you never like personified what you think god looks like but like this is what god looked like to me like had this big white like uh beard almost like, like santa claus had like these overalls on and had these like super rosy cheeks and just in that moment he like got down on a knee and he looked at me in my eyes and he said luke and i was like how does he know my name and he was like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you've done, but God has a plan for your life. And this was the
1: semi-truck driver? Yeah. Oh, wow.
2: And um, I realized he didn't know, but 12 hours earlier, I had tried to commit suicide. Yeah. And now my life has been saved. And in my nature, even in my, like, sarcastic, like, in that moment, I was so in shock. I, like, turned to the first lady who was, like, freaking out because she thought I was have ejected to, like, make a joke. <laughs> and I looked back and the semi truck was gone. Wow. So I realized later down the road, like years down, that I'd not only had like a guardian angel to like protect me like in my car, but also like a messenger to say like, Luke, your life is not your own. Um, and so that's one of the biggest things, like first Corinthians 6 it's been just huge for me, um, that you are not your own, that you were bought with a price mm-hmm. and that I would come to realize that from there on out, like my life is not mine. It's not Luke. It's no longer Luke who lives, but Christ who lives in Luke. And so my story is more and more of one of just my, my life is a living sacrifice that I would make it holy and pleasing to God. And, um, I would honor him with my body and that through, you know, this process of trusting and relying and depending on the father and walking in obedience that, um, that I would just come to know him intimately. He would know me, he fearfully and wonderfully created me, but that, um, in all of the things that I went, you know, from there on out, I actually dropped out of college and went on a 11 month long mission trip called the world race, shout out the world race, um, ended up meeting my wife on the world race. And now, you know, fast forward, like I learned that Jesus doesn't just come to redeem parts of you, he comes to redeem all of you. And uh, I now sit in Waco, Texas, uh, with two little kids working, having been able to meet Lauren here. Um, And this was a place I said I would never come back. Like the last time I was here, you know, after that wreck, I said, I'm never going there. That was the place of my deepest, darkest despair and hopelessness. And I realized that Jesus has totally taken me uh, from from the ashes and he's made this beauty. And it's just been more and more of just trusting him and allowing him to uh, you know, the fact that we've been crucified Christ, that it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And so um, more of me and or more of him in me and just that i may essentially decrease in humility so that he could increase and so the lord i can just share story after story the lord has pursued me as a father Mm -hmm. um you know that i think about you know in first john three it says that uh that we know this great love that the father has lavished on us that we would be called his children and that's what we are it says And um, more and more, uh, you know, I just have gotten so far from, you know, the things of religion and so much more to thank Jesus for his heart for us um, that I would be poured out like a drink offering. And so there's all these things that come to my mind in my story of like, no matter what has happened to you or what you've done, that like Jesus is wild about you. And he daydreams thinking about how he can turn your brokenness into a story a oh. testimony like a true like transformative story of like that it would just be like a spotlight on jesus yeah um and so i don't know I've, i my story is just so long but it's i just wanted to take one little part of it and understand yeah. it. he will step into your brokenness mm-hmm. like he will mm-hmm. step into your deepest darkest pain and shame and all of that, and he will turn it into, into this beautiful, uh, glory, but it's not going to be for your glory. It's going to be for his. And so (laughs) it's the fun part of this is that we're, we're just ambassadors for him. And, um, it's led me to people, you know, like Lauren and being on a podcast like this, it's just such a blessing to be able to share a little bit of a story today.
0: Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing. That is so beautiful. I think it's, I mean, no one can deny, like, the divine timing of God and his nature. Like, when you think about how you were at your darkest moment and Mm -hmm. you even tried to take your life, and then the next day he, like, shows up in, in, like, splendor and grandeur Mm -hmm. and saved your life and allows you to see what he was doing, too. Like, you had that realization of, like, oh, this is from God, you know, when you saw those angelic wings just like surrounding you and just so crazy how he really does desire to show up especially in our darkest moments like just what you were saying he longs to step right into that mess Mm -hmm. with us and walk with us to turn it into something so beautiful and like even right now what you're sharing is an example of that
2: Mm -hmm. I can't agree more it's been Honestly, he's turned so much of my pain into just joy, and that there's this joy that um, I think I I would like to think that I walk with because of this more and more of this abiding relationship that I have with him, um, and in preparation for this, podcast, yeah, just, like looked at so many things in and- about like the language that jesus uses in like matthew 11 where he's talking about like come to me all who are weary and i will give you rest or like even back in genesis where it's like because of the shame that adam and eve had like they ran they hid from god mm-hmm. but he just has a desire of like real intimacy with his children and he'll do whatever it takes to be close to you and so um I just have had the opportunity more than probably a lot of people to experience that nearness that I'm just thankful for.
1: Yeah. So you were in this car wreck and then went on the world race, which is like 11 countries in 11 months, right? Something like that. Something insane. Um, So, and you've been talking a lot about like the the faithfulness of the father. Mm -hmm. So like, how did you start walking out and seeing that characteristic of God after That accident, like, how did he start to show himself even more? Like, did you start reading the Bible more? Did you get into that? Like, what steps did you take to like start seeing the fruition of this even more?
2: That's such a great question. The biggest, one of the biggest changes was that I opened up his Word, like you said, Mm -hmm. that um, he has revealed himself to us through his Word, and for so long, I think I was looking for. Something, you know, outside of, you know, what was even just in the Bible. Like I was looking for experience, or I was looking for, you know, divine revelation, or I was looking for someone, and it was like, Luke, like, come spend time with me. Like, come read about who I am. And so his faithfulness became evident when I started to see and look at scripture and read, Oh my gosh, he really is who he says he is. And one of the biggest things I still struggle with it's like God are you really good and are you who you say you are Mm -hmm. and so because of reading scripture daily like it it became less of a discipline and more of a just a desire to understand him and his heart for me more and then I look back and I realized oh my gosh his faithfulness is being is evident Mm -hmm. because all through scripture, he said, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And it always would come true. And so, um, you know, you look at the Old Testament and all the like prophecies that came true and were fulfilled through Jesus. And right. I'm like, that could not have happened by just some chance. <laughs> but that this is like a divine, intelligent des- you know, designer that's working all things together for our good. Yeah. And so, you know, I go in the world race and of course I see you know, I've experienced the signs and the wonders and the miracles of like the coolest things that you think about when you think of being a Christian, but I've also seen the steadfastness of him and I just in a daily walk, like long obedience in the same direction is what I I do is, you know, it's not, uh, not every day is a mission trip, but every day, like I'm on mission Mm -hmm. for, for what he's doing. And so, um, answers your question short, sure, like it is the word, and it's spending time, but it's also asking him to reveal himself that I invite him in, uh not because he's not always with me because he is and he's never yeah. left, me, but it's a heart posture of saying, like I know that you came to like seek me out and save me, and you've done just that, and so how can I partner with you one of the questions i'm always asking is like lord what would you have me do in this Mm -hmm. or what would you have me not do and so the faithfulness and pursuing love of the father is one of you know it's an intimacy but it takes a relationship to be in that place to really have that and so um yeah I would say his word scripture memory <laughs> I see your good.
1: do you have one of those bracelets that like are like the verses?
2: Yes, it's so helpful so my my local church has like the first letter of all these words, and you can like memorize so many more verses just I by having that memory device, yeah,
1: I love that. I sorry, I noticed it when you started talking <laughs> about it. I was like, I have to shout out the bracelets
2: yeah, yeah. for all our listeners. All of them. If you want to sponsor me, I'll wear a bunch of them. Oh,
1: nice. <laughs> Sponsored by Torch Bears and the bracelet <laughs> company that I forgot the name of. Yeah,
0: For our listeners, we are on FaceTime. So unfortunately, you can't see the bracelet, but we'll say that it is pretty cool. So I mm-hmm.
1: love that. Um, I love how you talked about like inviting like Jesus into stuff. Like it's not just like this, like, I think sometimes, like, growing up in church, like you did, I did, Lexa did, we can, like, picture God as, like, this stoic guy that, like, doesn't get excited to see us. Like, you were mentioning at the beginning of your story, or, like, he's just not, like, intentional in the way he pursues us, but it's just, like, looking at your story, it's, like, he encountered you, like, fully and in power, which is, like, what God loves to do. Like, he loves to show up in power, but then it was you learning how to invite him in to like your yes. life and like, but he was just as eager to like the day he showed up to save your life. He's just as eager to meet with you every day. Like, so good. like when you wake up in the morning, it's like, God's like, I cannot wait to meet with Luke or like <laughs> with Bob or with Gary. Like, you know, yeah. like it's his desire every day to pursue us and like just pour into us and to protect us and to love us. And so, it's so true. I love how we see that throughout your story.
0: That's so true. And I think that speaks to like just the faithfulness of the father that we're talking about is it's every day he wants time with us. I know I'm like three months into being a mom and I'm like, I have my child on my hip and when he's sleeping, like I miss him, you know, like I'm like, wake up. I want to spend time with you. I want to yeah. be with you. And I yeah. desire to like show up for brave when he needs something and when he doesn't like I just love mm-hmm. that time. I bet. Luke, you've probably experienced something similar as a dad yeah. too. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, um, I just desire to be with my kids yeah. more than um, what they could give me, or you know, which of course, Asher, my two-year-old, wants to paint me all kinds of pictures. <laughs> but mean. Something that I've learned is, you know, when I give Asher a gift. Um, You know, I gave him a little like Strider bike for Christmas, which he just loved. But I was thinking the other day, like in my quiet time, like before I went and woke him up, like how much like I give him gifts to then like be able to enjoy them with him. Like if I would have given him this bike and if he would have just like been excited, of course, and then he would have just rode off throughout the neighborhood and stuff. Like, nothing, I would let him do that because he's stupid. Like, (laughs) the idea being that, like, God is giving us gifts, like, number one, through his son, Jesus, and then Jesus giving us his spirit, and that spirit dwells in us. But these gifts that he gives us are really, like, he just wants to be with us in them and enjoy them with us. And, again, it's this faithfulness of saying, like, I've given you gifts. I've given you talents. I think a lot of people are like, I don't know if God like gives good gifts, right. you know? Because yeah. I just see a lot of hard, like hard things, and um, but even in like just whatever that is, like I just I just want to be with Him more and more because He loves me and He gives me what I need when I need it.
1: Yeah. What would you say to the listener who's listening to this and is in a similar situation that you're in, just feeling full of despair, suicidal thoughts, all of that, like what, like you, you encounter God powerfully and then you've like learned to walk it out. Like, what would you say to that person listening to that right now? Yeah,
2: Yeah. I would say that, um, that this is, this is the purpose of the gospel, Mm -hmm. um, that Jesus is not. Um, he's not just an addition to, to someone's life that he is, uh, that he only came for people like you and like me Yeah. that knew he in scripture. Like <laughs> it wasn't the people who had it all together that he hung out with. It was the, the prostitute and the tax collector. Like you're his favorite type of person, you being in your place of desperation and need, is really the only way that Jesus can work. And I think it's easy when you look around, especially when it seems like everyone has it all together, especially within a church setting, how easy it is to think like, no, I need to like clean myself up before I I come and experience him. And it's like, that's like the opposite of the gospel. Mm -hmm. The gospel is only for the person who's in desperate need of it. And so in that moment, like know that, um, in, in that just moment of despair that like, Jesus is right here with you. Like he's in this moment right now. And, um, that I would just encourage you to to take a second and just ask him to surround you. Um, because his greatest joy is just to wipe the tears off of your cheeks mm-hmm. yeah. and hold you close to his heart. And he's, uh, I've just experienced it time and time again, that it's not a, It's not a question of how could you have gotten to this place, but it's just a a, a heart of, can I just be with you? Can we just, we will work through this together, but can I just be with you in this moment for us? His presence is all um, in that moment that you need more than answers and all those things. It's just, you need this steady father's love to just hold you close to his heart.
0: Yeah. I love that. It's so good. I'm just curious, can you possibly speak to just the way your relationship with God has been transformed because of this experience of learning mm-hmm. that God is a faithful father? Yeah, um, yeah just like how, how do you approach him differently or how has it yeah. changed? Because I know you were saying even before college you you like knew about God, but it wasn't like a true, real relationship.
2: Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, A few things come to mind. One is that, you know, God, that we are human beings, Mm -hmm. not human doings, um, that Mm -hmm. the words that we see throughout scripture is like, Jesus did, he died for us, and he, we live in that completed work of the cross, and so the confidence that I have that, um, again, that I cannot offer him anything that he hasn't already given me because he's the giver. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. And so one of the biggest things that's transformed my life is entering into his presence with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and coming to him with a with a heart of gratitude for what he has done, what yeah. he has given, instead of a question of, okay, God, like, what do you want from me, or what what am I doing wrong, or what are you gonna fix, or what can you take away, or what can you give? You know. Furthermore, like I ask him so many questions, and it's like, Luke, can you just be with me? And I sit in my in that presence of the Lord now with this heart of, oh, thank you so much for the cross. I like, thank you that you didn't just die. But you raised him dead, and that yeah. I have the same power. That I have the same spirit that rose you from the dead, dwelling in me. Mm-hmm. And so, as I sit with him, whether it's at the twelve thirty-six on a Monday on a podcast, mm-hmm. or it's my time of just really a ton of stress, or wherever that is, that my relationship looks so much more like, like truly this abiding, where like my all of my energy and all of my. Um, mm-hmm everything that I am comes from him and from him alone. Like that's the dependence that I have like on the father now. And so this shifted from, you know, what am I going to do for the gospel to how am I going to be in his presence? And Mm -hmm. from that, he will ask things of me and I will be obedient. And that really my only action is one of obedience, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it's, it's that my cup would be filled so that I'm not, you know, trying to do things out of a deficit, but that I'm only, you know, essentially the idea of being like a cup that's running over that I'm like full. um, And that what I do is really out of the overflow that he has already given me.
1: Yeah. You mentioned that reading the Bible and scripture memory were two things that really help change and bring God to life because you can like see his faithfulness from yeah. Genesis to there. What like scriptures would you recommend people go read? Like I know you mentioned first Corinthians six. yeah, And I know you've done a lot of looking into how Jesus spoke to us. Do you have any like just recommendations that you think would help our listeners?
2: Uh, no, I think um, I would start with Genesis and I would go all the way to Revelation. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> You're like, get started all of in. <laughs> No,
2: I would say, like, something that I just have found a ton of enjoyment is, is, like, reading a psalm, like, of, you know, and mm-hmm. then reading a Proverbs and maybe reading something from the Gospels. And just, like, depending on where you're at, you know, like, the book of John is a phenomenal place for a listener who maybe wants to, like, know about uh, what did Jesus do? on my behalf and it's just it reads so um it's like a it it has like this emotional like it's written from john who Mm -hmm. you know he's like the one that jesus loved and so his tone is just like it's just so nice you know and then you got mark and he's like he's like an (laughs) action-packed guy and
1: then (laughs) Mark's like Um, hardcore. Like you see like straight to the The power. I just finished Mark this morning and I was like, I enjoyed this. Like this was like the power of God. Like if you just need to be inspired by what he can do.
2: And I just, I enjoy reading. um, I mean, the Proverbs is like for wisdom, right? Of course Mm -hmm. we know that. But something that I continue to commit to memory is like, if I memorize a scripture, I want to memorize it in light of the context in which it's written because I think it's easy to just, like, throw out a, a maybe a verse that you see on a coffee mug. And it's, <sighs> the power comes in the fact that this is part of a bigger story. And that yeah. you know, if it's Jeremiah 29, 11, like, yeah, we know that God has a plan and a purpose for our life. But, like, you seeing where that was written only makes it, like, Oh my gosh, like this was not a very fun time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's saying these things. And so, um my only recommendation when you are reading scripture is like just seeing it in light of the bigger love story that God has written us.
0: I love it. I am um, as we as we kind of wrap it up here. I am wondering if you'd be willing to just pray for anyone yes. listening to experience the faithful fatherhood of God and just that process that he took you through of being discipled from a worker and a doer into being a son who can confidently, you know, approach the father. Would you be willing to pray for us? Of
2: course. I would love that. Thank you. Abba father. I thank you. I thank you first and foremost for your son, Jesus, for his life, his death, his burial and resurrection. I thank you, Jesus, that you lived just a a perfect life, a life we could never live. And you went to the cross on our behalf as the perfect atoning sacrifice for us. I thank you that there is no sin. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I thank you that you didn't just die, but you raised from the dead and that you've defeated death that you've defeated any despair or anxiety or fear or even confusion or even the spirit of busyness, Father, but that there's a peace that would transcend all understanding guarding our hearts and our minds. I thank you for this day. I thank you for uh, this podcast, that it's a vessel of which you're speaking and you're working. I thank you for the listeners, uh, wherever they are in this exact moment, that you are closer to them than their own breath, that you are loving them with a love that surpasses every uh love that they've ever had or experienced and so i pray uh, a hedge protection on every mind every heart every spirit right now anyone that can hear my words i pray that uh, jesus you would come near to them and that uh, in your spirit and by your spirit and through your spirit you would uh just Raise up uh, the parts in their hearts that are dead, that you would make them more fully alive in you, and that you would conform them into your image. And so, I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you that for those who called upon your name, that um, we look heavenward, that you are going to be faithful to prepare a place for us, and that we have that to enjoy for eternity. And for those who don't know you as their as their Lord and their Savior, that you. Uh, would draw them close to you that you would soften their hearts and so um, I thank you that you are so faithful that you never give up on us and that you are always pursuing us in Jesus name amen
0: amen well thank you so much we we're just so honored that you would take time out of your day to come and share your story and the story of Jesus with us so thank you so much
1: we we are so honored
2: well thank you so much for having me guys I really appreciate it
1: Thank you so much, Luke. Uh I'm just blown away by your by your faithfulness and your yes to Jesus. And just for our listeners, I just wanted to remind you that um the test in Revelation is it tells us the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So like what he did for Luke, like he wants to do for you, what he just done for all of us in our lives, like any of the testimonies you've heard. And we'll hear this season, like God wants to encounter you in these ways. And so it's not just Luke, it's not just for us, but it's for you too. And so we just pray that you can receive that and receive that truth. And, yeah, that's just us logging off. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week.
0: Yes, and thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we hope that you are encouraged that as children of God, you are loved, worthy, and qualified to know the and receive the extravagant blessings he has in store for you. Come back next week to learn more about his nature, character, and values.
1: Well, Brave almost held out to the end there.